I don't know if you picked up on it, but we're a little bit excited about the freedom that we have in Jesus today. Amen. You know, you might be right in the middle of a struggle, right in the middle of a challenge, right in the middle of turmoil. But man, I'll tell you what, God's got a plan. I said, God's got a plan. And your final outcome is going to be better than your current condition. God's using you to bring life and light to a lost and dying generation. And we just need to embrace the reality that, man, there's no weapon formed against us that can prosper. There's no tongue that can rise up against us that can stand. We are the children of the Most High God. We're called out of darkness, translated into the marvelous light of His dear Son. We're above only and not beneath, the head and not the tail. We're blessed coming in, blessed going out. We, we have victory in Jesus today. Come on, somebody. We are carriers of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ain't never going to be the same again. They have been liberated, set free, called into liberty by God. Let there be light. Let there be light. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of the blind. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Come on, give him a shout. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in that spot where it's just like frustration? And, and uh, maybe a little bit of depression and, and uh, you know you kind of wonder God what in the world is going on don't you care uh, you know hey, you're not are you not hearing me I'm in trouble here and and, and it's a season of time that uh, uh, that has the ability if we're not careful to cause us to lose our grip on our grip we we have a hold of a promise but it seems as if the promise is never going to actually be produced in our life and in that in 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 that chaos we have a tendency sometimes uh, to, to to act wrong to think wrong to talk wrong to uh, make wrong decisions and then we think oh man I, I've, I've aborted the purpose and the plan of God no I'm here today to tell you that, uh, that what God's doing in you is bigger than you, is stronger than you, that the enemy can't prevent it, uh, that you have the ability right now to get your head right and your heart right and say, okay, God, we're singing it, but now we actually mean it. Have your way. And if that means I'm going to stand in this spot for a while and let you work, because sometimes when it seems like nothing's going on, something behind the scene is being worked out by the power of God, the hand of God, the plan of God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that God is on your side. He has not forsaken you. He's not forgotten you. He's not moved away from you, but he is working in you, through you, for you, amongst you, and by you. And he is going to do a greater work than anything that you could ever believe. If we sat you down and told you about the future, you wouldn't even believe what God has planned for you. Yeah, but I've been waiting a long time. Noah prepared for over 50 years before the rain started falling. Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for the promised son. 
Joseph, 14 years in prison for a crime he didn't even commit. David, 15 years between the time he was anointed king and the time he was actually recognized as king. The Jewish men and women were in exile 70 years. 70 years as God prepared them for the promise he had for them. Paul prepared 15 years between his calling and his first missionary journey and another five until he wrote the first New Testament. I'm going to teach you a gang sign this morning. Okay? It's the first garden gang sign. You got, and, and you got to get this. You got to learn it, okay? So everybody, do this, do this. You know, three fingers and a, you know, but, but you're going to hold it this way so it looks like a W, right? And then with both hands, look at your neighbor, make sure they got it. Some people have like three elbows or something. It's like, and then say, worth the wait. Say, worth the wait. Say it loud. Worth the wait. The plan of God is. The purpose of God is. The promise of God is. Oh, come on, somebody. Provision is. Healing is. Deliverance is. Freedom is. Oh, he's restoring stuff in your life right here and right now. I said he's restoring things in your life right now. And, and let me tell you what your, what, what your strength is, is the joy of the Lord. Okay? Your strength is in the joy of the Lord. You really want to irritate the enemy. How many are tired of being intimidated by, by a defeated devil when you ought to be intimidating to all of hell? Man, how, how, how do I elevate? How do I cross the threshold from being defeated to being victorious? It, it's getting the joy of the Lord on the inside of you and recognizing that what God's doing in me, man, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, you know, Daniel, Daniel was praying, and, and uh, some time had passed, and an angel showed up, and he said, Hey, hey, Dan, remember when you first prayed? The first day you prayed, the, the first day you prayed the prayer, the answer was given. But we've been in spiritual warfare now for 21 days, fighting to get this thing to come to you. Don't, don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't, don't turn around. Don't back up. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your grip. Don't lose your confidence. Hello, somebody. Don't throw away your confidence, for it will be greatly rewarded, for you have need of patience. After you do the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. Let me tell you something. The, the, the will of God is? Oh, come on. The will of God is? Look at your neighbor and say, it's worth the wait. Some of you single ladies need to look around the room and tell them, it's worth the wait, man. I ain't giving you something that isn't yours just yet. Hello? Some of us need to understand that we gotta, we got to quit giving our future away in the present because what God has planned in front of you, my God, somebody, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But sometimes it takes us time to prepare for that which God has prepared for us. See, it's during that waiting time that you have the ability to prepare. Yeah, the ability. Matter of fact, it's kind of like, you know, when we talk about obedience and we think it's kind of a negative, it's not a negative, it's an opportunity. I said obedience is an opportunity. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. There's a lot of things you do, and, and, and you do it, you know, man, it's just a sacrifice. No, it's worship, it's obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And, 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 and waiting is actually an opportunity to get ready. The longer you wait, the bigger the promise is becoming. Well, well, I want that right now. You know, uh, we celebrated we celebrated Annie's birthday yesterday. She's one. It's awesome. And, and but she's growing. You know, she's she's it's it's amazing. 
And, and uh, you know, she, she's walking, talking, she's ruling the roost. And, and, and right now, if Annie doesn't get what she wants, when she wants it, for as long as she wants, she lets you know. Okay? She, she has this uncanny ability to remind me of TJ. Okay? She, she, she can throw a fit on command and look at somebody else and go, hi, and go right back to the fit. She's one. Some of us need to stop acting like we're one. Come on, let me be pastor for a minute. Uh, some, of us need to, some of us need to grow a little bit and mature a little bit and recognize that, hey, uh, no word from God's ever going to fail. That God's causing all things to work together for my good because I love God and I called according to his purpose. I'm not only saved, but I'm called not according to my work or my plan, but according to his purpose. That God has a purpose that's bigger than me. And sometimes he's working things out. When he was bringing the people out of bondage and taking them to the promised land. You know, the Bible says it's an 11 days journey from Mount Hora by way of Mount Seir. It's an 11 days journey that they spent 40 years taking that trip. And the deal is, is that uh, the promise was prepared, but they weren't prepared to receive the promise. Maybe God's at work in you, equipping you so that when you get your hands on the promise, it can't be ripped from your grip. Maybe God's doing a work in you. Maybe he's working in other people's lives. Maybe he's setting things up so that when you step into the promise, it's not just for a moment, but it's for eternity. Maybe God's doing what only God can do, and what you have to do is humble yourself in the mighty hand of God and let God be God and you be his favorite child. You be the one that, my Lord, he's taking his time getting this ready so it's going to be good. And instead of whining, we just decide we're going to be shining all the way through this thing. We're not going to be pouting, but we're going to be shouting because God, God, you're for me. You're not against me. My heart is with you. My, 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my trust is in the Lord, in the Lord alone. God, just open my eyes and let me see it. I'll say it again. Let there be light. Open the eyes, open the eyes, let me see. Sing, sing it out, let there be light. Jesus, have your way. Come on, give him one more Thanksgiving offering today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, it's your breakthrough. Thank you, God. It's your freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Go, go ahead and sit down. Check this out. Psalms 27, 14. Wait, hope, and expect the Lord. Wait, hope for, and expect the Lord. Wait. Probably the worst words a child ever hears this mama say. 
Not now. But there's a, there's a purpose. While you're waiting, he's working. Don't you think he's not working? Don't you buy into that lie? Oh, nothing's happening. Oh, something's always happening. Something's always happening. Said something's always happening. Letting God develop you. Letting God grow you. Letting God prepare you while he works on other situations. Wait and hope. Don't lose your hope. Said don't lose your hope. See, the people of of the world have no hope. So the people of no hope are hoping that the people of hope would actually know hope. You're going to be tested. You're going to be challenged. You're, you, you, you're, you're, going to be, you're, you're going to be in seasons that it seems like, like, the, like the silence is going to kill you, but it's not going to kill you. You're going to make it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to make it. Expect the Lord. Come on. Expect the Lord. Expect the Lord. Don't, don't lose your expectancy. Don't, don't let go of that. Just know that, man, God is working, and he's, he's moving, and, and, and he's putting things together that I never would have dreamt of, and he's setting me up for, for success, and if it comes too quick and I'm not prepared, I'll waste my opportunity, but God is working in me. He is preparing me. He's given me the opportunity to prepare for that which he has prepared for me. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to hope. I'm going to expect the Lord. I'm going to be brave. Everybody say, be brave. brave. Man, don't, don't be a coward. Uh, John 14, 27, the Amplified, it says, let not your heart be troubled. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated, disturbed. Don't become a coward and unsettled. Don't be shaken. Don't let go. Why? Because God knows exactly what he's doing. I said, God knows exactly what he's doing. In, in, in the Garden of Eden, what was the challenge? The challenge was is that some voice showed up and said, hey, if you guys want, you can eat that tree over there, and then you'll be just like God, and you'll know what's right and what's wrong, and then you won't actually need to go to God to find his way because you'll know the difference between right and wrong, and you can decide what's right and what's wrong. And, and it's the same predicament that we find ourselves in, especially in this American culture, where we want to dictate to God what's right, what's wrong, what's acceptable, what's unacceptable, what's his way, what's not his way. We want to tell God that you need to accept my way of doing things, but his ways are higher than our ways, saith the Lord. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We've been seeking all year long the right way for us, the right way for our kids, the right way for our substance. We're singing it. Jesus, have your way. That means that I'm going to take my way and set it on the shelf, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill that thing, that, that, the desire of me to do it my way, and I'm going to let you lead my life, God. You be God. Come on, somebody. It's gonna, you got to be brave. you got to be brave. Why? Because the enemy's going to lie to you. He's going to tell you that, well, man, if you do it God's way, you won't have any fun. If you do it God's way, you're going to lose all your friends. If you do it God's way, you know what? You're not going to get what you want. I'm going to tell you something that I promise you that when you do it God's way, your heart's desires will reign in upon your life. He said, be brave and be of good cheerage and let your heart be stout. Come on, somebody. You need to strengthen your heart. Can't be so weak. Come on, stop caving in. Stop, stop caving in. Stop giving up. Stop with the attitudes. Stop, stop with the disappointed thought process. Man, that's not God thought. I said that's not God thought. Be of stout heart and enduring. Enduring. You have need of patience. You have need of patience. 
You have, I know what you think you need. You think you need a new car or a new spouse or a new job or a new pay. And, you know, you, you need, you need, no, here's what you need. You need the ability to remain unchanged regardless of the circumstance. You just need to stand up in the middle of the storm and realize that, you know what, without the storm, I wouldn't even have a story. If I didn't have the problem, the promise would have no value. The fact of the matter is, is that when things get the darkest, when they get the hardest, that's when the strength of God comes in like a flood. And I'm telling you that God is always going to show up and he's always going to show himself strong and he's never going to leave you out there to die. It says, yeah, I'm going to tell you again, wait for, hope for, and expect the Lord. Come on, somebody. Just, I think you ought to thank him right now that there's a process to the promise. Come on, thank him. Thank him. Be serious about it. Thank him. I just, I, just, I just feel like this is the summer fun, by the way. So I, I get to have as much fun as I want, right? I had to preach my guts out this morning, make the worship team stand up here. It's awesome, right? They're, they're thinking, you know, should have brought a stool. <laughs> oh, you brought one. Hey, give me some. Speaking of birthdays, it's your birthday. I like people who show up to church on their birthday. We, we started the garden on Stephen's birthday. Yeah, we, we do stuff on it. You know, you know what? We're, we love the person. We're not that excited about the date. The date's just another day, but let me just tell you something. We celebrate you today. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Anybody else have a birthday today? Okay. All the ice cream you can eat on her. Yes. You can do your body weight in ice cream today, and it's keto-friendly. We made that with the pure fat. This is awesome. I just feel like God wants to introduce you to your freedom. And you need to introduce your problem to the one who set you free. You need to open the door and say, hey, problem, I've been trying to get away from you, but why don't you step in here for a minute? Because you need to meet the guy who set me free from you. You need to know that even though it doesn't look good, it might not feel good, it might not taste good, it might not smell good, but God is good, and he's for you. I said he's for you. You, you, you got to embrace this reality that, man, in the middle of this waiting, there's some things that, that come up on the inside, and it's, it's an opportunity for me to, to deal with those issues. You know, I, I, to, I'll be very transparent. There, I, I'm not a great uh, uh, participant in waiting myself. I don't go to Jack in the Box because they won't cook it until I order it. I just think it takes way too long, especially if you're going to call it fast food. Okay, so fast food has to, one of those two words has to be true. Okay, for $3.99, they're not giving you real food. Okay, so we know it's not food, so it needs to be fast, right? So I'm, I'm not getting in line to wait for, for something that ain't even food. 
Hello? I, I just don't like waiting. You know, uh, uh, how, many, how many like to shop at Costco? It's, oh my gosh, Costco rocks. And, 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 and that, that, that main drag that everybody travels down is called the racetrack. And uh, the companies that, that sell their goods in there fight for positioning on the racetrack. The other day, Todd and I were walking through Costco, and uh, one of the guys that works there uh, was sharing with Todd how excited he was because he's back on the, on the racetrack. And it's got his product back on the racetrack. And when, the, when we're on the racetrack, uh, uh, you know, we sell four times as much as we do when we're off the track. See, we're in a society that's been built and developed around speed. Uh, uh, technology is fast. Uh, it, you know, it's like you're being trained to not wait for anything. If it takes too long, you know, they, they, you know what they used to tell us in, in, in uh, growing churches is that, that people, you know, in the first three minutes, they, they make a decision whether or not they like the church in the first three minutes. Do you realize that it's down to under a minute now? That, that people tune in or tune out the information. If, if, they, if, if, if your website doesn't grab their attention in the first microsecond, they're moving on. Why? Because we don't like to wait. And then the Bible says, wait, wait, wait. Listen, God's not going to adjust himself. He's not going to adapt his ways to our culture. Everything else fast, go for it. But when it comes to you and God, you need to learn to wait. You need to realize that he's working. Heard a great man of God say that God had spoken to him. This is what I want you to do. And he said, okay, God, that's awesome. We're going to do it. It's going to take several million dollars. And God said, don't worry about the money. He said, okay, that's awesome, man. I got a word from God. He's told me what to do. He's told me that he will, he will supply the, the finances. And, and, you know, and time passes, and he goes to God, and he says, hey, I thought, I thought you said we were doing this and that you were handling uh, you know, the, the money side. And, and God spoke to him and said, I am handling the money side. But I work through people. And sometimes it takes a moment to get people to respond. You know, what's God working on in your life? Well, we've been praying Acts 16, you, you know, where it says, uh, put your entire trust in the master Jesus and you'll live the life you're meant to and your whole house too. We've been asking God for household salvation because 1 John 5, 14 says that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us and, and, and we know it's his will because of Acts 16, 31 that says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved in your whole house. So household salvation is God's will. So if I'm asking anything according to his will, household salvation is according to his will, then I know that, I, that he hears me. And if I know that he hears me, I'm going to receive whatever I ask, if it's according to his will. But since I know household salvation is according to the will, and I've asked for it, where's it at? He's working on it. He's working on it. You know, and you talk more about how the kids are acting like little hellions. You need to start talking about the fact that, hey, God's working on them. God's working in their situation. Guess what God's going to do? God's going to turn their heart. God's going to soften them. God's going to open doors that nobody can shut. God's going to send the right people into their life with the right word at the right time and at the right moment. Their heart's going to be turned and they're going to come and they're going to stand on the front row and they're going to lift up holy hands without rap, without doubting. They're not going to die, but they're going to live and they're going to declare the goodness of their God. My God, somebody. What we need to do is act like a believer and, and the just shall live by faith. And, and, and faith says, hey, hang on. Hang on. Don't lose a grip on your grip. Don't lose a grip on your grip. Don't let, don't, don't let circumstances talk you out of what God's talked you into. Man, you, you, you know, I, I, I love hearing, you know, the, the, the little girls stand up and say, 
this time next year, bless God, I'm going to own my own business. <laughs> Up your ask, right? Might as well believe big, but you better take the time to prepare for what you're asking for. Because sometimes, you know, we make these bold statements. I've done it. Make these bold statements, and then we get to the day that we declared, and nothing's happening. God, God, where's it at? And he's like, you, you're not ready. You, you didn't get ready. Hey, you know, if, if, if you're going to run a marathon, first we'd like to pray for you. Deliver you from that spirit of fear to run that far. You got to be really scared. But if, if you're going to run a marathon, you probably will start training. You know, you find the CEO of a successful company, you probably find out that he's in, invested some time uh, preparing himself to be capable of running that business. You, you know, uh, Bob Brightman uh, has, has started educating, you know, getting himself educated so, so he can go, you know, become a teacher. It's awesome. He's preparing for a better future. You want to know what he's going to have? A better future. And God, God will get involved in that. Why? Because he's preparing. You know, you look at somebody like Mike and Shannon Novakovich or Alan Diana Cho or Glenn and Diane Stephan. Oh, they're so lucky. No, they're very prepared. They're very prepared. What have you prepared for? What have you prepared for? Man, I'm telling you, you got to get ready because God's plan for your life is bigger than you realize. David backside of a desert watching sheep but he didn't just sit there and make sure that they were fluffy he developed skills he got good at stuff that he that that, that hey he recognized his ability with a sling and he, so he started working it he didn't he didn't just go out and face Goliath and that's the first day he ever saw a sling he took he took the opportunity to prepare for the coming opportunity. Where you're at right now is your opportunity to get ready for what's next. This is your opportunity. Hey, are you single? Are you prepared for marriage? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I promise you, you're not prepared. We just got married, we're gonna have kids. <laughs> you're not ready. But if you'll do your part, God will step in and he'll do his part. See, here, here's, here's what we're praying. Is that the eyes of the blind would be opened. It's, it's, it's what Paul wrote. It's the prayer he prayed. God, that you would enlighten the eyes of their understanding that they might see the hope that's right in front of them. Here's what we're praying. That the eyes of your imagination would be set on fire that you'd recognize that regardless of your history, the possibility is so much bigger than the history. That what God has in store for you, what's in front of you, is worth taking a minute to get ready for. And if you won't get ready for it, it's not God holding it back from you. It's God protecting you from the thing that would destroy you because with every blessing comes a complication. And life, can I just tell you this? Life doesn't get easier and easier. You, you know, sometimes I think back to when, you know, we were meeting in basements and that was easy. You know, there's 25, 26 people. It was actually kind of easy to keep them happy. All we did is go out to hubbies every Saturday night, right? You have church, preach hard, go to hubbies. Everybody's happy. 
right? But we asked God for increase, and then he gave it to us. And we found a little building over on Canal or, or Clearwater, and we walked in there. And I remember one lady going home crying after we walked through the building, praying, asking God, don't let him take us there. And we ended up in there, and, and guess what? It had a bunch of complications, and we went to work, and we put in sweat and tears and, and, and blood, and, and, we, and we met there for nine years, believing God for a bigger opportunity, but God was preparing us, and now that we're here, you can't just sit back and go, well, we're here. No, God's got something bigger, and it's in front of us, and let me tell you something, that where you're at, where you're at is a little bit more difficult than where we started. Where you're at, it's a little bit more hard. It's harder, isn't it, than when you started. You know, when you're walking down the aisle, come on, ladies, when you're walking down the aisle and you looked up there and there he was and he looked so good, now you look at him thinking, good God, what was I thinking? <laughs> Life isn't going to get easier and easier, but you are going to get stronger and stronger. Huh? Stronger. Oh, come on, somebody. And stronger. Open the eyes of the blind, God. Let them see it. Let them see it. They're better off right now than they think they are. I said you're better off right now than you think you are. It's funny that when, when, when Satan went in to talk to God about Job, remember? He would go in and say, hey, let's talk about your servant Job. Your servant Job is faithful. He serves you. And, 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 but, but you know what? He, he ain't got very many problems. If he had one problem, if he had one problem, uh, you know what? He, he, he wouldn't serve you. And, and God said, you know what? It wouldn't make any difference what he faced. He'd trust me. His heart's with me. I've got his heart, and, and he's on my side. And, 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 and so he started putting problems in front of Job, remember? He started shaking up Job's world, and Job just stood in there. And matter of fact, his wife came to him one time, and she said, why don't you just curse God and die? Man, just get this over with. Man, this is too much pain, too much agony. It's not worth it. And Job responded to her, and he said, you talk like a foolish woman. Say that to the woman, see how it goes. I tried it one time. I say it because she's not in the room right now. She tells like a foolish woman. Yeah, right, right. But then, you know what Satan did? He started going and telling God, it's not fair. It's not fair that you've encompassed him with your mercy. It's not fair that you're covering him with your grace. It's not fair. It's not fair. That, can I just tell you something? That's not what the enemy was telling Job. The enemy wasn't going to Job and saying, it's not fair, God surrounded you. He's telling Job, you might as well give up. You might as well cave in. You might as well quit. You might as well walk away. You might as well lay down and die. You might, you might as well, ain't no, nobody likes you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's for you. Nobody's helping you. Nobody's carrying you. Nobody's investing in you. Nobody's, nobody's standing with you. That's what the enemy was telling Job. Which voice are you listening to today? Are you hearing the one that's telling you you're not going to make it? Or are you hearing the one that says, don't worry. I got your back. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Can I tell you that your end, I said your end, come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, you, you, you don't need, don't, don't be anxious. I think that's in the Bible. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, 
Go ahead and let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and mind riveted, steadfast, sure. Don't be anxious. Maybe you've been nervous. Maybe you've been upset. Maybe you've been acting a little bit more immature than you should. Okay, so today, lean into your freedom. Because I'm telling you that this process that seems painful, that seems quiet, that seems empty, God is at work on your behalf. And in this process is the greatest opportunity for freedom and strength to operate in you than you've ever known. If you're willing to let him work. While you're waiting, God is working. God is working. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. I just want to pray for you. Father, today, you're at work in situations. So many people in the room, they have differing circumstances. Some have relationship chaos. Some have financial burdens. Some have physical attack. Some, some have uh, emotional instability. Some have all kinds of different things. In every situation, though, Lord, you are already at work. Your word says that even before we uttered the request, you knew our need and you had gone to work. You declared our end and our beginning. You've already seen what we're going to go through and you've equipped us in every situation to win to be positioned to win regardless of the circumstance. So today, God, we elevate our eyes and we look back to you, the God who's for us, the one who's not against us. And we say in this, in, in, in this time, God, we, we, we not only look forward to the promise, but God, we embrace the process. God, that the process is just as valuable as the promise. And so as you're working in us, God, pull us into an intimate relationship with you like we've never known. Let us know your heart. Not, not, not the lyric of a song, but let us know your heart. We, we declare today, have your way. Have your way. Not my will, but thy will be done. In my life, in my home, in my business, in my family, in, in, in our region. Have your way. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you've been living life your way, maybe it's time that you... Make this declaration, and, and, and you separate yourself from the world, and you say, Jesus, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself to you. I, I, I'm going to give my life to you. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're in this room today, and you know that it's time for you to bring total surrender, maybe, maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. Maybe you don't even know what's happening, but you just know that today, this is, at this moment, this is your moment to take your heart and say, okay, God, work in my life. Use me for your glory. I'm willing to let you prepare me for what you have prepared for me. I'm going to give you my life today. If that's you, while no one's looking around, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I just want to agree with you in prayer. So just hold your hand up. Say, Tom, I'm making that real today. Thank you. 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 Yeah, it's awesome. Everybody in here, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. So I receive it today. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you and you alone. I'm not waiting. I'm starting now. Say, thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Direct my steps, God. 
I'm going to live it your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God a big shout and a big praise. Oh, come on, get loud for Jesus.